Oh, trendsetters, how would you like me to coach you for just as little as 60 bucks and take your training to new levels? Simply join at trainsmove.com. G'day, trendsetters. Welcome to episode 385 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg. And if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com. Send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. And I do apologize. It's, I'm just hopeless with doing podcasts. It's really tough at the moment. We're on school holidays. And I don't like to do the podcast when there's people at home because it's just going to sound horrific. You're going to be listening to my daughter yelling out things like, Has anyone seen my Doc Martens? And my son will have to poost her or something shocking and go, Check under your bed. It's not underneath my bed, Jackson. How do you know? It's pretty messy under there. I said it's not under there. We wouldn't know what's under there. And it just carries on and on and on until you... Then you'll be hearing my wife yelling out, Will you two knock it off? It'll be very much like that. But um, I do admit these school holidays have probably been the best. I've, um, I've had... The kids are at a good age. My son's been... Um, my son, I'm... We're pretty sure he's got ADHD, and we control it not with medication, but we control it more with um, sports and channeling his focus in a particular area. And so, um, but the, there is downsides with with that, you know, because he, he does get obsessed by certain things, and you, you know, whether it's triathlons or whether it's basketball or whether it's rugby league or whatever it is, he just gets focused and so we can kind of push him into that area where he's focused and but the problem with that is the more you push at him the fitter he gets and so he needs to burn more energy and so for instance these school holidays he must uh, he must be burning um, at least 15 hours a week of exercise at least He's just, and, and you know, he's basically, because I'm coming back from injury at the moment with my running, so he's doing all, you know, just about every run I'm doing, he's doing with me, and we're, on average, we're heading, heading around a few good 10k runs, uh, and so he just ticks along with me. Um, he's doing all his swimming, all my swimming he's doing as well, so, well, we, we adjust it slightly to... to you know it's going to work with him and so he's constantly doing 2k swims and we'll come home and do a two-hour basketball like the other day i was saying i'm getting ready to do my very first long run in over six months and so i said i'm going to run up mount burrow because it's going to be controlled it's going to be you know i feel more comfortable running uphill than than just hitting the flats and so he goes okay oh welcome and I go, no, no, it's it's too long, it's too far, it's be like 10Ks up, 10Ks down. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's fine. And I go, no, you know, I don't mind you coming on these 10K runs. And even then, I, I don't like the idea of you doing them with me, but, you know, it is what it is. And he goes, yeah, I'll be fine, don't worry. And I go, at some point, it's got to be called child abuse. And I'm not willing to get to that point. I, I don't think it's safe for a 10 year, well, he's 11 years old tomorrow. I don't think it's safe for an 11 year old or almost you know 11 years old to run up a mountain and run down a mountain and he goes, oh, yeah, i'll be fine i go if you want to come you can but you're going to be on a push bike and so he you know he rode rode up this mountain rode down and as soon as we got home it's playing basketball a little bit later want to go there, want to go swimming and i go um, 
yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, it's so it's he's just at a stage where he's just ridiculously fit at the moment, and and I'm pulling what little hair I have out trying to try, trying to keep him burning energy. It's not easy, but anyway, um, you guys haven't really tuned in to listen to my family problems, which you know you guys are a cheap therapist. Uh, today's question question comes from Chi. Who writes, oh, I'm cutting a fair bit of this off because he's um, sent me a good email. I like a good size email, but I'll just cut him a bit short because I hate reading out loud. Uh, so basically, she's uh, got a little slot at Escape from Alcatraz in on June the 7th. Uh, he wrote, my first question is, uh, do you have any tips with dealing with cold water swimmers? I live in Cairns where I can where I am consistently fighting heat issues so my concerns are jumping into a 13 degree San Francisco bay and avoiding the shock of cold water let's not talk about the sharks mate you live in crocodile infested water area um, my opportunities to train in any cold water are very limited so wonderful oh, so wondering if you have any tips to help me through I will have a wetsuit thermal cap and booties my second question, uh, in regards to training, I work on a vessel at sea. I work four weeks at sea and then four weeks at home. When I'm at home, I have access to everything I require for training. However, at sea, I, ha- I am somewhat limited. I can usually get in two swims and two soft sand beach runs a week, but... Um, sorry mate I'm just my mind just running there as I'm reading that uh, but this is not always the case on board the vessel we have access to good equipment spin bikes rowing machines all weights dumbbells kettlebells benches smith machines and cables we also have boxing bags focus mitts skipping ropes etc no treadmills yeah, I'll come back to that. Um, my question is, what activities would you recommend I perform to gain the most out of the benefits uh, for the race that I am at sea? I'm a 42-year-old male, and I'm currently still at the base stage of my training for the next foot for this race. At home, I am swimming four times per week. I I recently acquired a swim coach who provides me with three workouts per week and I do an extra CSS or critical swim speeds session after uh, as well I do get video analysts done every second every two months with my coach currently swimming an average of minute 50 per hundred uh at home i get down below well sorry i hope to get down below a minute 40 per hundred i have completed five 70.3s all in cans riding i am usually under the three hours of doing a 90ks at the 70.3 and usually run a sub two hours i ran one minute one hour 37 for my half marathon uh, I must admit that my previous training has been very inconsistent except for the last two months before the training. Uh, this time I want to remain consistent and take a serious approach, especially with my swimming, my being my weakest legs. Um, I'm confident of getting a respectable time. Alright, so there's a lot here. First being first, let's tackle that swim. Um, 
there's a few things that come to mind. The first one is um, things could be miserable. Things are not always as miserable as you think they are if you go into something super fit. So that's that's the first thing. So the goal is to turn up to the race as fit as humanly possible. Second thing is um, a lot of it's going to be for, for, you know working in the head, mental mental strength as well. So I would highly recommend um, minimum of once a week, but you know a few times a week would be better. Just just lying down and just or sitting down and just visualizing eyes shut you know just visualizing you jumping into the you know every morning waking up you know to coming to the race setting everything up putting the wetsuit on jumping into the water and you think oh geez it feels cold oh but you're and you battle your way through it and then maybe some sessions you could do um just mindful training just focusing purely on the breath it's so underestimated um it is such a powerful thing just that alone but they're not the um things you want to hear there was um there's there's other things you can get that's gonna that could help you with ridiculously cold water um you can get a really good quality wetsuit that's um like a thermal wetsuit i blue 70 makes one um i forget what it's called the 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 model's called but it's it allows you to be in a hell of a lot colder water. There's also battery-powered heaters you can get for underneath your wetsuit that can keep your core temperature uh, significantly warmer. There was a pro triathlete in Smithton, Tasmania, who, um, you know, if anyone knows, doesn't know where Smithton, Tasmania is, it's just in the middle of, you know, absolutely nowhere. Nowhere you would expect a pro triathlete to be living. Um... He in the and and it's cold as crap during winter. It's he would um, do open water swimming in the middle of winter. He'd have the big facial masks on and he'd have his normal wetsuit on, but underneath he had battery powered um, heater. Uh, I'm not sure. I I haven't seen one of them, but he was telling me all about it, and I was just crazed thinking you're just mad and he would go into the ocean for you know 15 minutes or so and we're talking it could be zero degrees outside we're talking hard frost on the on the ground and he's going into the water for a quick for a quick splash and and he you know they said the heater and the heat that it kept him warm he says it was more of a mental thing going through you know how do you get from the heater that you got going in your car to putting on the wetsuit, walking, walking in, you know, feeling that cold, and, and then off you go. You're swimming. It's, it's crazy. But anyway, that, that's that's a possibility of what you can use. But um, I would probably just look at trying to get your head right, mentally focused on it, and you can do cold cold um, ice baths if you want at home in the in the lead up to it and use that as part of a recovery tool as well and just get you used to it and if you can you know jump into an ice bath for 10-15 minutes that's by the time you get into the water in San Francisco it's going to feel like a beach holiday so you're going to go why so warm so th- that that's probably where I would, I would sit at it but if you can get your head prepared for it you'll, you'll nail it um, with regards to the vessel, I wonder what sort of vessel you're on. I've got a mate um, who does oil, works on an oil rig, and 
he, he does a similar roster to you, to you, and he's um he's a marathon runner and he he does all his running at sea on treadmills, but but if it's just a, a like a normal boat vessel, which I'm guessing because you've said you'd you're able to do the odd swim and um, beach run, so it must be a normal normal vessel. Um, then yeah, you can't really have it. The treadmills can be dangerous at sea. The the um the ships rock, and you think you're planting your foot in one way, and all of a sudden you the boat's moving in another way, and you think crikey, yeah. But you can do um not that it's going to help you this, but because you're not you haven't got a treadmill, but you could do incline full incline treadmill walks. That'd probably be the only thing I'd really recommend at sea. Normal running, it's um very very strange and i always think it, the risks of injuries are unusually high than what you would expect them to be um but um so you said you got your swim down to a minute 50 per 100 so that's good just got a swim coach that is great um i would expect your time to go down to a minute 40 over a period um if you're working that closely with with a swim coach that's you know a1 good on you uh, you said you bike ninety k's under three hours. I wonder what your real three hours time. Because if 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 you're just covering ninety k's in the three hours at Cairns, um, then I would say it's your bike that's your weakest link, and you you've got a lot of room to improve on your bike. So the, the, this is good for you because it means you can really focus on on that at at sea so i'd be looking at doing um seven day a week or four week training blocks at sea and i'd be look at just cycling maybe make it every morning if you're able to do two sessions per day did i read that right you are able to do two sessions per day at sea my question i work at a vessel i can get in two sessions oh, i don't know Sorry, this is good podcasting. I know. Um, if you're able to do, if if you are able to do two sessions per day, I'd be looking at doing your bike. Let's say you do your bike every morning, uh, and let's say you call it one hour every day. Just make it nice, uh, nice and simple. So I'd be doing um, more of a strength-based bike ride of a Monday, so like some low cadence work. Um, and then the Tuesday I'd be doing more of a high end speeder speed work. Well, working more, um, you can chop and change, but starting, you know, doing some hard, short, sharp intervals, or you can do VO2 work, but you want something higher end. Um, and then back to a strength work, so back to a strength ride on the Wednesday. So you're doing strength, speed, strength. On the Thursday, I'd be looking at doing it more of an easy, easy spin, just just cruise for recovery. Um, Wednesday, I'd go back to doing a strength work, and then Saturday, I'd be doing a speed work. So you're doing three strength works on the bike per week, and you're doing two speed works per per week. Then you're only needing to worry about this for about an hour. And when I mean strength works, let's say your Monday might be twenty times one minute at a low cadence of 45 rpm uh, with one minute rest in between 
um, your Tuesday strength work might be, let's say, 10 minutes warm-ups, um, 16 minutes at a moderate effort, followed by four minutes big cadence work of, again, 45, 55 RPM with two minutes easy in between. Um, Wednesday's easy, so Thursday you might go 15-minute um, warm-up with a th- uh, 30 minutes, just again, probably we'll go 60 RPM on the Friday, just 30 minutes, just grinding it out at a medium effort. And then, um, so I'd be looking at doing something like that, for just building up some good strength. Now, for your second session, after, you know, I'm guessing you worked all day, um, your second session through the day, maybe Monday gym, um, Tuesday, I'd be looking at doing a blow-up session, what I call a blow-up session. Nothing, in you know, it's nothing triathlon specific, but, you know, just... Um, deep, short, sharp, hard set. So maybe warm up on you know the bike or or something for ten minutes or so, just to see not at a higher risk of injuries, and then smash the living daylights out of that rowing machine. Get onto those um, punching bags. Just do rounds, do three minute rounds, and just just blow up a treat. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, I'd only wouldn't be doing a second session at all. Just leave it leave it as is um, Thursday I'd be doing another gym session and then Saturday I'd be doing another blow up session and those gym sessions you could do like a Monday you could be doing more of a um, let's have a think here you're more you're focusing more um, bike enhancement sessions um, like sumo squats lunges um, you I'm trying to think what else you could be doing um, and then Wednesday you could be doing more in, in upper body work but just more of a maintenance for the upper body work um, and then Friday you can be more of a main focus more upper body work with more of a maintenance work for the legs so it'd be playing around with that sort of thing and and then once you go back to um, cans you're swimming four days a week that's good if you can sneak it up to five days a week that'd be even better um but having said that i'd be looking at putting volume in too when you're on land so longer runs longer bike rides just putting putting in the volume over over that period of time so i hope that helps um if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com uh i'm sure once i click uh, stop on this i'm going to come up with about eight different more things and i hate that but anyway talk to you all next time hooray